few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Today the show is brought to you by Onnit. If you're not on it, get on it at onnit.com forward slash TFS podcast and save 10% on your purchase. Alpha Brain, Shroom Tech Sport, Shroom Tech Immune, Creatine, Battle Ropes, Kettlebells, doesn't matter. If you want it, Onnit's got it. Check them out. Onnit.com forward slash TFS podcast. We're also brought to you by USG Canada. They make some of the greatest walkout gear I've ever seen. I don't know how he does it, but all of your logos and sponsors are printed right into the fabric, so there's no bulky patches weighing down your shorts. You're not falling off. Check them out. Send them an email. It's howie at usgcanada.com, and they have a brand-new website up. It's usgfightgear.com. Check it out. Use the promo code FINALSHOT, and you'll save 20% on your purchase. We're also brought to you by Omega Performance. Check them out. It's Omega Performance 1. That's the... MegaPerformance1.com. Use the promo code FINALSHOT and you'll save 10% on your purchase. Plus, if you order over $150, you'll get free shipping. Ladies and gentlemen, my guests today, they jumped in their car. They traveled across Canada to be on the front lines of the trucker convoy. It's Haley Keating and Lee Savage, who's got the most badass name I've ever heard. Guys, how's it going? Amazing. I have to tell you, Tanner, um, I'm pretty honored to be on the show with you. We uh, we don't even remember how we found you. We just remember there's a whole lot of stuff going on in the world. And, you know, things were really, really on fire and lit at that time. Like the world was on fire. And I came across you, absolutely fell in love with you. And, uh, and then the way you and I connected and being on here, I mean, it led us to today. So really honored to be here with you. Well, thanks for making the time, and thank you, Lee, for jumping on too. I had no idea you were going to be in the in the general area, and I, but I'm glad you can be here because you were in the car too, traveling across. You guys went to Ottawa. You got on the front lines. It was probably a, a terrifying at some points, and a complete shit show at other points. Mm-hmm. That's I, I mean, yeah. If you if you go through it, terrifying and complete shit show. I mean, that scale is pretty short and it was on that end yeah right it was a shit show from the start and there's there's points where yeah there's some terrifying moments in there and i mean that's kind of the reason why i mean everything is currently happening right now is because that terror exists exactly well and that's you guys have to understand too though um throughout you know all the fear and the uncertainty and everything going on there's a lot of love and there's a lot of hope yeah. and there's a lot of people out there who stand with you who don't agree with what's going on and they understand that there's much more happening behind the scenes that we're accustomed to knowing. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of people that we were able to connect with on this journey. And for us, it really started sitting in my living room. And I remember just buzzing for days watching, you know, really close friends, people I admire, people I trust on the front lines and their video compared to what was happening with mainstream media. And it was like being in an alternate reality. It was like watching mainstream media was, so filled with dishonesty like I was blown away by how much you know stories are twisted and things are planted and 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 things would go down that are not what is truly and honestly and sincerely happening 
And I was sitting in my living room and we we're just working away and I'm buzzing. And it's like two days, three days pass. And I had so much energy pent up. And I was like, I can't, I can't stay here. Like we cannot stay here. There's so much happening inside Canada. And I want to be, I want to be on the right side of everything. Like we've got people there on the front lines that are fighting for, you know, people who don't necessarily know what's happening yet. And then for people who, you know, do know what's happening and they're, they're trying their hardest to get the word out there for what is to come because in all honesty, you guys, it was a domino effect. It's a, it's a domino effect. It starts small. It's just little freedoms they take and little things that they mandate and little things they build upon. And it seems small. And before long, not before long, you guys, everything is a completely different space. And you don't even recognize, you know, the country that you're in and the mandates that are put forth and your freedoms that have been taken. And it was one of those things where I could just see the bigger picture. And I was like, we can't stay here. But we cannot stay here. And it was literally a last second decision. We packed up our stuff. We packed up the SUV floor to ceiling, um, not even knowing when we were coming back. And as again, Lee's like, well, what, how long do you think we're going to be out there? And I was like, as long as it takes, we were laughing. Um, as long as it takes, it doesn't matter. So we packed it up. You know, we headed from West Canada all the way over to Ottawa. And the last day of driving, we were just going nonstop trading off because at that point, things were really blowing up. You guys, there were people who were being, you know, Carmen was being trampled by horses there going around. And, you know, she was a really respected individual from the Mohawk tribe. They trampled her with horses. And then mainstream media was trying to say she threw a she threw a bike out there. And, and that's why the horse tripped. Then like, it turned into a walker. <laughs> I was like, you guys, that was legitimately her motorized scooter. Yeah. Right. So I was just blown away by it. And then, you know, they were they were shooting people with rubber bullets and we're all we're watching this from the car. We're trying to get there as quickly as we can. And there's tear gas. And then you have mainstream media saying, you know, these individuals, the, the truckers, they're they're shooting tear gas at, at the cops. And I was like, where are the truckers getting like tear gas? Just... How are we dispersing this stuff? Right. So all of this was going on and we were trying so hard to beat it there. And in the meantime, prior to everything blowing up, you guys, these are the most beautiful individuals you will ever come to know through all of everything. Never once did they ever get violent because they had their kids there. There was bouncy castles. There was, they were clearing the streets and clearing the snow, saving the government money from having to do so, you know, feeding the homeless. They were getting along with the cops. And then it just kind of sort of reached this threshold where I believe you know, Justin Trudeau wasn't being listened to, you know, he he wasn't being heard in the sense that he wanted to be heard. No one was abiding by what he wanted. And then things out of nowhere just transitioned overnight. There were UN planes that were found that landed in North Bay. And then after that, the next thing, you know, it was like a light switch. They just, they were unmarked. I don't know if there were soldiers, if they're police officers. I don't know where they're from. I don't know if they were the UN. I'm not 100% certain, but they had no numbers. There's, there's no a number names. of things that they're calling them on all types of media. But I mean, I will just, we'll just talk about a simple fact. There was those planes there. We don't, we didn't see anybody go off. We didn't see anybody go on, but how can you have half your police force quit? And then in, within a week have a full reserve of what looked like triple. Yeah. Yeah. It was the craziest thing. And that's the other thing throughout all of this, 50% of the auto police force quit. Yep. Right. Like 50 percent of them. And, and the most hypocritical thing that I found was that they fought out of the police. You guys, I don't know if any of you know this, but they fought to not be injected by this. They just they completely fought against it and they actually wound up winning. So not one of their officers, unless they had chosen, 
um, were vaccinated, as they call it, a vaccine, right? And so now you have them trying to implement and, you know, bring bring into authority the very thing that they fought against and they won for truckers who were fighting, fighting for the very same freedoms. And to me, it just, it didn't make any sense. And the craziest thing as well, um, you guys can look this up. I mean, Tanner can even, you know, he'd even drop the link and whatnot if, if you guys are looking for for the documents that, you know, the FDA and Pfizer had tried to conceal for 75 years. They asked till 2096, 2096, 75 years. Um, to release all the documents that they used to put all of this into emergency use. And that can be looked up, that can be found. These are legitimate, you know, Pfizer documents. Um, so they were fighting for 75 years and a Texas judge essentially said, no, you can release 55,000 pages a month. So um, they dropped their first 55,000 pages. There's, you know, there's lawyers, there's doctors, there's a whole lot of people, you know, really prestigious, knowledgeable people going through these documents. But you know, one of the biggest things that stood out right off the bat was nine pages, nine pages, you guys, of adverse effects, not including death. They've got cancers, they've got autoimmune diseases as causes, they've got, you know, STDs, 11 different strains of herpes. Like there's, it's just page after page after page after page after page tied to what these injections do to people. And this realistically, um, with their own data, should have been pulled off the shelf in the first 90 days. Mm -hmm. So these truckers were fighting, you know, so that none of us have to go through this. And um, they were just being torn apart, you know, by the police, by the mainstream media, by all of it. And to watch them, you know, up row, you know, front and center, we got to spend time with them in the camps afterwards where they were regrouping. We got to interview all of them. We got to spend, you know, a lot of time with them. We spent time with with them in Airbnbs. We got to really understand where they came from and, um, it was just crazy to think that something like this is happening first off in our country um, and it's being mandated when there's so many harmful effects happening. Yeah, it was it was insane from the time that we got there. Uh, you could feel the energy of it all. Everything was super tense. Um, and it's it's strange because um, you can see all of the assets that were put in place ahead of time by, let's say, government systems. Uh, for certain people to literally believe MSM to the point where you walk into a grocery store, there, there's people who are really feeling that. And you can see that they've got everything masked up. They're scared. Like they're telling you mask up now. And you're like, okay. And that was the first time, like all throughout Canada, all throughout Canada was the first time that we were like, you got to put that on. Right. So the shift of the energy there was just like crazy. Cause I, I, we didn't walk anywhere. Right. And if I do, it's a bandana. You can't even get on a plane with a bandana. Yeah. Like, but it's it's great for me to walk into my local bank with it now. Well, I, I tell everybody four years ago, yeah, three sure. years ago, I walk into a store, Walmart with a bandana around my face, I'm getting arrested. That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. Yeah. yeah. Now you can walk into a bank and it's acceptable. Like, yeah. Oh, it, that is wild. So I just, I honestly, when you get there, you can see that it's, it's, it's a lot of, and I'm going to call it indoctrination. It's just going to be my opinion where to state it here. Um, if they want to hear facts or see the sights of it all, sure. They, they know you, they know us now. Yeah. Like this is the thing. People are going to find this and put it out there. Right. Oh. Catch them in the act. She actually found uh, before we left, she found a government webpage that she cited and they changed the next day. We went in the Wayback Machine and checked it out. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, like- is, guys, when you go in and you buy that box of blue paper masks, go read the warning label on the back. It says right on yeah. it, it does not prevent you from spreading or contracting 
COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I'm huge on that as well. Cause I'm like, it says right on the ear loop masks, you guys, the cult ear loop masks, it tells you directly, just like Tanner just said, it does not yeah. prevent, yeah, prevent so you from contracting or spreading it. Well, so it even says right on the box. And but. the same way she met all the truckers, uh, all the ones that we were able to go and see, like these guys got major followings. Like this, this boosted a lot of views. And that's the big part about this is MSM was dead anyways. And that's the best part. I, I love the story of the, the, the radio to the TV, right? And how it killed the radio. Well, you know what? Live killed the TV. And mainstream media just progressed that death even faster by doing everything they could to lie, right? You look at their ratings now, they're down. People are opening up their eyes. They're seeing what's really going on. They're listening to shows like you. They're following girls like her. They're actually answering messages from girls like her thinking, who is this? (laughs) Uh, So, And you saying you, you were like, no, I'm not letting go of this one. You're talking about how did how did I end up on your Instagram? It's the same way all of these other truckers ended up on our Instagram frequency, yeah. and that pulled it right in. Well, it's it's all in what you put out there. I I went one day from promoting a guy named Ryan Rizicki to posting yeah. Justin Trudeau memes and anything I could find that was true. Yeah. Yeah. And there was there was one video I put out that was very specific, and it was about smallpox, and it got like thirty thousand views on my Instagram. And I've never had a video get that many views. Everybody can go through my Instagram feed and still see it. It's actually a banned video on YouTube, and it's on banned video. You can watch the whole documentary. It's forty five minutes long, but I pulled a very small two minute clip, and it just goes in to what actually went on with smallpox. And it's the same thing that's going on right now. Do you guys know when they actually rolled out the vaccine for smallpox? You mean as in which year? No, No. just at what point during that pandemic they rolled it out? No. No, not at all. They didn't roll the vaccine out at all, did they? No. No, they did. They they rolled it out at the very end. It was gone. Yeah. Yeah. There's another one. That's crazy. Um. uh, there's another one, and I can't remember the name of it right now. My uncle had it. Uh, damn it. I can't remember the name of the disease. But that um, Polio? Polio. Sorry, it wasn't about smallpox. It was about polio. I'm an idiot. I get punched in the face way too much. It's about That's polio. Was like, <laughs> polio. So they rolled out the polio vaccine when polio was gone. Okay. You know how many yeah. people, the, the percent of people that died from polio? It was 1%. Or were crippled? 1%. Yeah. So, huh. But a, a lot of people, we, we still get vaccines for polio. We're still giving it out. When was the last time we heard anything about polio? Um, when's Yeah, when's the last time you heard anything about smallpox too, right? Like, they you only have... hear about these things when they need to be of danger. Well, exactly. Like, COVID-19 now is going to be the new cold. That's all it is. Yeah. But... Uh, let's not get into that. You guys are on the damn front lines of this trucker convoy. I haven't talked to anybody about this yet. So okay. you guys roll into Ottawa, you get out of the vehicle and you go and you're like, what in the heck is going on here? So what wound up happening is when we finally got there and things were already heated, like things were so beyond heated. That was when Trudeau had, um, you know, he was announcing the the emergency use act and, and all of this was blowing up. And I was thinking, <laughs> You're announcing an emergency use act for a peaceful protest 
that at one point was nearly close to 3 million people that you called a small fringe minority with unacceptable views. So how do we go from small fringe to all of a sudden you calling the Emergency Use Act, which used to be called the War Measures Act, you guys. Mm. Um, and why are we putting this into a use against you know freedom of speech and peaceful protesters? And so they had a week to you know to to come together you know in the house to to vote on this to to speak their minds to say if they thought this was a valid reason to to put this out there to put this into effect the emergency use act and nobody was agreeing with Justin Trudeau and he kept sidestepping questions and then it was it was that weekend that they didn't even they didn't even step into the house they didn't even actually step into um, anything political around you know around that space they took the weekend off. And I was sitting here thinking, we need you guys to debate this so that we don't have to go through a whole week of it. We need to kind of come to a conclusion as to if you feel this is, you know, legitimate, a legitimate reason or not. Anyways, they extended, yeah, they prolonged it. They extended as long as they could. But within that week, while they did that, they were allowed to do whatever they wanted. So you had, it was crazy. We showed up and there was these unmarked people, no numbers, no badges, no names, they would even speak to you, face covered, um, smashing out windows and pulling pulling truckers out of their windows. You know, they were, like I was saying, they were shooting rubber bullets. They had tear gas. They were trampling people with horses. They handed out notices the day before stating, you may, you know, you may be in a lot of trouble kind of thing if you don't leave the premises. And then this the was, next this day. This was all war for them. They, they moved truckers, like they handed them notices saying, one thing that like, yeah, you got to get out of here, but you can go over here where they would lock them in. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're strategically trying to move them so that they could more easily handle them. Right. Yeah. And the weirdest part was through all of them, they got pretty vile and it was just like out of nowhere. But prior to that, the police and the protesters were getting along just fine. You know, they were giving them Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day roses and they were giving them hugs and, you know, they were really, really just getting along and then this came out of nowhere, flip of a switch. Things got violent. They were kicking mothers down on their knees. They were, you know, they started freezing people's bank accounts, not just the truckers. They were freezing, freezing anyone's bank account who they knew to have donated to the convoy at all. So it originally started with um, GoFundMe and they shut that down. And the Ottawa police had, you know, conversations about that. And they were talking about how they shut that down. But that's just a temporary fix. So they, did, they couldn't fund them. So they couldn't, they were hoping to squeeze them out financially. And then they started up Give, Send, Go. And then some hacker, allegedly, this is a story that they put out there, comes in, hacks everything, gets all the donation, you know, everyone who donated all of their information, he gets dealt with, um, I guess, arrested and all these things. But then they use the information that he obtained illegally that he hacked and got and they start freezing these people's bank accounts, mothers that donated five bucks, you know, shops down the street that donated ten dollars. It, it just it kind of blew my mind. And then posters started going up around the streets of Ottawa, you guys, with people's information about who actually supported and donated to the convoy. And they were just making everything as difficult as possible. So people felt ashamed so that people backed down so that people stopped helping. Right. As, as, as though it's like they were setting the precedence moving forward that you don't ever you don't ever help support or donate to someone who does not agree with our narrative. And that was a big red flag to me. Um, so what wound up happening is we couldn't even get in. There was 
stuff going off everywhere. We were trying to get in. Everything was blocked up everywhere. They had everything blocked up into Quebec across the bridge. Um, you had some freaking soldiers like Big Bear <laughs> who was crossing who was crossing the lake to get there to be with people. Like it was the wildest thing. And um, we wound up actually being trusted. And I feel honored they trusted us to come to the camps that they were actually regrouping in to speak about what was happening, to, uh, to, you know, speak about what they were going to do moving forward, the plan, and, you know, to share their experiences, to share their video, to share their pictures of all of the things that were going on that mainstream media was twisting. And that was a really, um, you know, it's going to be an unforgettable experience because we got to spend so much time with people who I respect and who I trust and who, you know, stood up when it was needed the most. And now you guys, you have to understand, it doesn't stop here. It doesn't stop here. This sparked an entire movement across the whole globe. You've got people, there was a, a convoy throughout the United States, 60 miles long. They had to break it into two, heading to Washington, D.C., carrying Canadian flags because they became a symbol of hope and freedom and safety, right, you guys? So there's people speaking all over the world about what Canada has done, and we've never been a small fringe. If you're feeling alone, you're not. There was nearly 3 million people just in Parliament Square. It was insane. Isn't it interesting that our flag, the quiet country, has become a beacon of hope, where to our government, if you fly that flag, you're a rebel and an outlaw. Yeah. Uh, Chris Skye was literally just in Calgary. I think it was this morning. I got to give an update on him. Uh, Chris Guy was arrested yesterday. Um, he is being held still. He's fine. Um, he's a smart dude. He's going to get out. At, so he, he'll get out in a couple of days and he'll be right back at it. But uh, the best of Chris Guy, and if I have an update on him as this show goes on, because I did contact Jenny, um, I will give it live on the show. But uh, sorry to interrupt you. No, no, so much, so much, <laughs> so much love to you and Jenny, man. Like seriously, you guys have been at the forefront, the front lines, every step of the way from the very beginning. Um, Lee knew who Chris Guy was before I even did, and I just have a lot of love and respect for him. So, yeah, that's amazing. I know he was speaking about in Calgary how they're saying it's illegal to protest, it's illegal to donate, it's illegal to. There was a little old lady who tried to set up stands just to sell shirts to help donate to the protests and the movement that was going on and they were like it's illegal they shut her down she was having panic attacks as he was saying and i was like what happened to freedom of speech inside of canada like where when did that end and when did that become illegal not to mention the most hypocritical part of all of it is there are videos of justin trudeau a young justin trudeau who's in parliament square in ottawa in ottawa protesting for the very same things you guys not for mandates when it comes to injections but just for unlawful governments. What's the quote? He just says, like, this law and order government is not respecting the law. It's loud on a megaphone. But now it's illegal in Canada to use a megaphone. It's not respecting the law. And I'm like, but now you're making it illegal to use a megaphone? Yeah. So he does some really dumb stuff. Um, Back in the day, he decided that he was going to dress up like Aladdin and did blackface. Oh, I I see. But it's not even the right, like, you went full black. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He should have been blue. Something. He's just, anything other than black. He should have. Like, <laughs> Aladdin's not black. No. Um, the He's... other day, he went live and he said that uh, Canada, what is it? The something of Canada is good government. It, it literally means C to C, guys. Like, he said yeah. the, mo- the motto of Canada is, is good government. So, and two other things is. If you go and look at the motto of Canada, it just means C to C. 
Yeah. <laughs> he he doesn't he doesn't follow anything or even look anything up. That's why you have a mainstream narrative that is so hard to follow. It's just confused and gave like I, I honestly feel like the only real people stuck on the mainstream narrative have dementia and they because they forget every five seconds like goldfish. <laughs> right. Because that's the media is just changing shit up as fast as possible, just keeping people distracted. You know, well, and that's the whole thing, you guys, you have to understand it. It's not meant to make sense. So if you're trying to make sense of it, it's not even meant to make sense. It's meant to actually disorient you and disarm you. So you're 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 more susceptible to taking in what they're putting out there. Yeah. Right. So it's more of a disarming mechanism that they're using by having stuff scattered all over the place. That's why something like TikTok or Instagram, for example, right, using the the same thing against the the same thing realistically. Um, finding you on Instagram or finding these truckers in, in Ottawa, the reason why we had to go, the reason why all of this started was because we got the real story ourselves. Yeah. We started seeing these and you're able to, as the mainstream was showing you things, as you're getting closer to it, you're making more friends or you're finding out friends that you didn't even know. Friends of your parents are texting you saying, Hey, we're here too. Right. And, and you're yeah, like, wow. Crazy. Yeah. So you, you just, you just actually get to see what's going on firsthand. And then when you get there, um, and I mean, like, she's right. Like it got, we were at the terror point where they were just shutting it down hundred yeah. percent. The days were calm. The nights were scary. Like they, they had one night probably where they partied in the street. And then when everybody decided it was finished, that's when it's like, just let loose boys. Yeah. Well, th- this whole thing has been interesting because realistically, are the three of us going to be friends in the regular world? I wouldn't even know who the heck you guys are. That's true. Yeah. Right? Like I could walk down the street and I'd be with my friends and be like, "Oh, that guy's got a cool hat," but we're not gonna we're we're not gonna converse. Yeah, that that's actually a really cool point. Um, it's true. Um, I found one of the biggest things throughout all of this is that some of the people I trusted the most um, wound up be, being people I couldn't trust. Yeah. Um, for various different reasons and people I would have never in a million years thought would speak up or people I never thought that I would spend time with or people that I never thought that I would have been interested in meeting are people are all of a sudden at the forefront of my heart and my mind of people I want to connect with. Yeah. So it switched the whole dynamic and it really did show, it really did show where people stood, where their mindset was, who they really are and what they're about. Like it kind of cracked my world open because um it surprised me how many people were willing to read a headline and not look into anything further and just remain ignorant and comfortable as opposed to standing up for your country and trying to keep, you know, trying to keep your freedoms and trying to keep your family safe and trying to uphold what, you know, the soldiers and people from the past fought so hard for. And, um, you know, there was one Holocaust survivor. Her name was, um, Oh my goodness. She's amazing. Um, Vera, her name is Vera. And she basically had said um, about just similarities about what is taking place. And I'm not going to, I'm not about to compare this to the Holocaust and all these things, but she was talking about how it started. And she said the biggest thing that set this, this, you know, piece in history aside from all other pieces of history was the mass, um, the mass incorporation and the mass takeover of the mainstream media and the medical industry. 
she said them coming together is what sparked, you know, a lot of blindness in a lot of people. And when you watch the mainstream media today and you hear her words and you hear her speaking about like people are like, that's a conspiracy theory. I'm like, but it's true. We even have Justin Trudeau on video. Anyone asks for it, I can send it to you. Well, he's proud. And he's saying that people are angry saying, how did you get away with this? How could you possibly get away with this? And he's actually smirking saying, you guys, how do they get away with this? I paid $600 million, you know, to buy, to buy out the media. You, you don't get stories like these without greasing the wheels. And I was like, you just deliberately said you bought out the media to give and deliver whichever story you see fit, not the truth, whatever you want out there. So we have to be so careful. That's why it shows like yours, Tanner, are so important. They're so important because you're actually trying to get the truth out there and you're doing it from, you know, for the right purpose and from sincerity and from a base of, of, you know, heartfulness. So really appreciate what you do. Well, at the end of the day, doing all this stuff isn't even for me or for my generation. It's for the next generation. Now, how bad would I feel on my deathbed when I leave this for my kids to clean up? Yeah. Right. Absolutely insane. Because at that point, what are we going to be doing? Are we going to have a global credit score? Are we going to have all digital IDs? Are we going to even have jobs? Are we going to have a universal income where we just sit in our house and we're locked into the metaverse all day? Yeah. No way I'm leaving that for my children to clean up. It can't happen. The amazing yeah. part of this whole thing is the amount of people that you find that are of like mind, that are ready, willing, and able to do something about it now. Not in 30 days from now, not in 10 minutes from now, but right now. Do you want to know something? This is this literally just came to me for this reason. And it's long-term thinking. And what is a trucker but a person who's able to think for a long term while he drives? Exactly. Right? <coughs> right? Excuse me. You, you got you got people who think long term like like Haley and I. We we deal with a lot of investment stuff. So and it's not just get rich quick. I hate microwave thinking. Yeah. Right. And that's what led us to this point is microwave thinking. A quick fix will fix it forever. Oh, I got to do it again. Right. And it's just over and over and over again. Justin, Justin is proof of this. He gives this out the second this happened. These long term thinkers came in and said, no, this is it. We're here. Well, We're sitting. The- come talk to us, please. Yeah. Just come talk to us. Just come say anything to us. Not one word. But when they're all gone, of course, we make media pictures of him walking alone in the streets. <laughs> oh yeah the first picture he he released I, I believe it was the first picture after he cleared out the streets after he, they were beating people with batons and all the things um was him literally walking down the silent street going to parliament and i was like you know he's just doing it you know just to show his um and that was no phone camera i recorded a lot of our trip by having a nice camera that was no phone camera yeah he's professionally taken shot yeah. yeah that's some that's some evil evil stuff though like that's just that's like rubbing salt in the wound and then dumping. That's evil to just to well, even, that, even have that pop into your mind that you're going to go down and just be a complete dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's also an actor, right? So it's it's taken and, and said in a way where it's like, no, 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 I wasn't being a dick. This is, I should probably tell you something. Um, and I mean, he's just, he's the worst in my opinion, right? You, you said a lot. He's done a lot of dumb things. Um, this was a big thing for the truckers to come and just prove that he's the wrong person to lead anything yeah. and all that matter. Right. And these guys came in there and I mean, the horns weren't even the worst part for the people that were around there. Right. Because the only time you saw Ottawa, 
citizens upset and mad about this was the couple times that were, you know, distracting, dis- distracting in a media sense, in my opinion. Right. We were there. We talked to a lot of people in Ottawa. Not a lot of people seemed upset that their Parliament Hill was, you know, ah, oh, my workplace. You guys, that was the thing. <laughs> like, why, why can't I work in peace? People were actually saying it was a much safer, you know, crime went down while truckers were there. You know, homeless were being fed. People were saying it was actually a much more enjoyable and safer space as opposed to the cops or whoever it was that came in afterwards. Um, they were saying they were much more disruptive than the, the truckers ever were. And they were, you know, the police had stated, we, if you live downtown, you get like 7,000 noise complaints in a weekend. This didn't even, this didn't even, um, it didn't uh, increase the number of noise complaints that we got the truckers. It's the same number that we always get. It happens all the time. And Lee's talking about microwave thinking and short term, um, what is it called when you instant gratifications yeah. and people who are complaining about, you know, truckers honking their horn while they're fighting for your country. It's like in the short term, what is, oh my gosh, someone honking a horn for two, three weeks as, as opposed to what's going to unfold over the next hundred years. Exactly. Right. So we really got to think about that moving forward. What you were saying about, um, you know, people coming together who would have never met us together as a collective is an incredibly powerful, powerful thing that's coming together. Yeah. Well, it's fun when you get to actually sit down like this and talk to them because if you guys ever rolled into Saskatchewan, you're welcome at my home whenever. It, I, it, I, it, it feels like I've known you guys for 10 years already. And <laughs> we've literally sat down for an hour so far. We had a, a small conversation off, but it just it's natural. Yeah, And it, it's fun when you get to speak to people that think the same way because everybody should find it put it out there put it out into the universe people will flock to you i guarantee it Mm -hmm. true relationships guys true relationships true trust like the fact that you're willing to invite us into your home that's a lot of trust and if you ever come to edmonton you're always welcome here like you're all you can stay here i've got a spare bedroom i've got i've got 80 places in edmonton i'm just gonna do it (laughs) you're welcome here into this 80th household so yeah, it, it is amazing how friendships are formed. And, you know, um, the people that we met out there, they're people we're going to know for a lifetime. Yeah. Right? Bonds bonds that are just are not breakable. Uh, I, I can always bring it back to, to combat sports. Most of my friends I've punched in the face, and they've hit me. <laughs> There's a weird bond that comes with it, though. When you when you fight, it doesn't matter yeah. whether, you, whether you fight between each other or you're fighting for something else and you've teamed up. There's a bond that's formed that that can't yeah. be broken like some of these guys i haven't talked to in 10 years but i know if i rolled into town just like yesterday yeah well and that and that's the thing though you guys have a lot of respect for what you're trying to accomplish what you're trying to achieve you have those same goals and that same you know that same perspective of where you're heading and what you're after so i mean bonding over that whether you're you're beating on one another beating on one another to to get to it it's uh there's a profound respect there so that's actually really cool so when we look at the the leaders of North America right now, Joe Biden, who is a complete embarrassment right now, I don't know. I watch mainstream media, and I implore everybody to watch mainstream media. But go out and find the other side, too. You have to do research. Because if you just watch these live videos, you get one aspect, and you're like, oh, okay, well, this is cool. But you have to go and see what everybody else is talking about on global news or CNN, you have to go and watch it and compare the two because it's completely insane. 
When I yeah. watched the live feeds of the Trucker Convoy, and you could do it 24 hours a day on YouTube, they were up all the time. And then you go and you watch the the stuff on Global News where they're just pulling out still images. Oh, there, yeah. was, a, there was a swastika flag, but that means you guys are all Nazis now. Yeah. But you don't go watch the video of the gentleman explaining why he had that flag there. And he had that flag there saying that if we keep going down this road, this is what Canada's flag will be. Yeah. yeah. The funny part about that as well is that they tried to flip that and they tried to say at one point, mainstream media. Oh, yeah. They oh, were fine. talking about, well, there was that that was oh, hilarious yeah, <laughs> in parliament they were saying hong kong stands for hail hitler and we looked at each other we were like what what how on earth do those two things even coincide like i thought that was the craziest we were sitting next to geese at that time too hawking <laughs> <laughs> so, so we were laughing but what i was going to say was they tried to turn they tried to turn around and say the rcmp for you know for the people who got beat down who got you know who got trampled for the people who were shot and tear gassed and all the things they tried to say these people don't represent or this small group does not represent what we stand for. They made a, sta a public statement and it was something along those lines. And I thought, yeah, you're going to pick out somebody in a crowd with a swastika where we're not even certain if they're with the convoy, if they're a random person, you know, a random person, if they're a person who mainstream media or the government has planted, you never know. Stuff like that does happen. Or if it's something taken out of context where they're carrying a flag and they're calling Trudeau a Nazi. You don't you don't know. But yet you take one snapshot and you say it represents the entire convoy. Yeah. yeah. But then when you have people coming in deliberately hurting your peaceful citizens, you turn around and go, oh, they don't represent the whole. Have, have you heard about what she's talking about? The RCMP's WeChat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How insane is that? Yeah, that was wild. Please, yeah. please don't kick them all out. We want to deal with these guys. Don't represent us, but that one flag represents all y'all. I'm just that's exactly. what I'm saying. It's a complete contradiction. I'm like, yeah. that's exactly what we've been saying this whole time. And now you're just using the same argument. But wow. And, and here's the sorry, but the thing with that though is I see this happening, and it's already starting to take place. The, the natural terms are going back to where they used to be, right? Like even the flag itself, even the Nazi flag itself, that naturally did not mean what it has come to mean in our day and age, yeah. right? So eventually it will take shape again, right? Yeah. Three things remain hidden for, for small periods of time. That's the truth, the sun, the moon, right? Yeah. So this thing will come back to its original state and somebody carrying that will never, you cannot use it anymore. You can't because there's going to be too many people educated on it where they're just going to be like, what are you talking about? That's not what that means anymore. Yeah. Well, we've seen the Nazi stuff come up a ton of times in the media over the last probably year. Um, most presently was the trucker convoy, and now yeah. in the Ukraine, where yeah. where uh, Putin is saying that he's fighting Nazis, which realistically, in the realm of things, isn't too far out there. When World War II happened, that got broken up. Where did all the Nazis go? What to the Ukraine? Yeah. Exactly they were given jobs. They were dispersed around, but yeah, they went to the Ukraine. It's very open that they have a Nazi detachment of the Ukrainian army. Yeah. So is he fighting Nazis? Probably. Was the Canadian government fighting Nazis at the trucker convoy? No. Not a single one. Well, like that's, that's ridiculous to even like that's the thing, is uh it's it's when you get there, that's what I was talking about. 
you have people, the kids that are there, and this is what you're talking about is the future kids, right? The kids that are working in the small stores, the gas stations and stuff, there there's half and half. It's literally split. It's just weird. It's not the same on this side of Canada. I'm not even kidding. Right? Yeah, the, the vibration rate raises further to the west. And then it's like there's more fear. It's a little more dampened the further east you travel. And when we first got to Ottawa, you could feel the energy. Like yeah. when we got there, I was like, holy crap, can you feel that? It's like there's a beauty in it and there's an anxiety in it and there's a fear, but it was just this crazy energy that when you get even close, you can feel it. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was insane like with, with what Lee's talking about from, you know, the West moving more East, the further East you got, the more intense and the more fearful and the more indoctrinated people became is what I found from my personal experience. Mm-hmm. They even had, um, like I mapped out our trip just to see what it was, what it was, right. I wanted to check it out. Right. So I, I threw it up on TikTok. Like I got off Facebook and Instagram because of this conflict. Like I don't trust any of these companies anymore nothing. Right. But, yeah. but at the same time, I'm, I'm kind of hypocrite because I'm still on Twitter and Instagram or not Instagram. I got off all Facebook. Facebook is just the one that I'm done with. But like, even there, we had to go above and around because almost half of Ontario was blocked off. You couldn't wow. get through. Right. For we, we drove 26 straight, 26 straight hours just from Saskatchewan all the way to Ottawa. Oh, and we had to go the up route. Right. I, I can't really tell you what highway that was, but it was up and around. And we even came around down Timmins and back down. Yeah, right? the long way. Just just instead of wow. just going on the, the lake line because and, that place was blocked off. Wow. And everything was getting in our way. Mm-hmm. It was like everything was getting in our way. Like, Evil was definitely a play. <laughs> I don't normally say that, but it was like everything that could get in our way on that trip was just getting in our way. And I was like, holy man. And everything that could help us overcome it was just happening. Like, yeah. like we were telling you before, um, before we got on the podcast here, my car breaks down, just dumping radiator fluid, like dumping it. And I was like, I just had this looked at and we're trying to put more flu- coolant in and it's just pouring out the bottom. And we kind of come to a roll in this tiny, tiny little town. There's nothing there. We come to a rolling stop at an SO and I go in and I buy coolant and kind of put it in and it's dumping out the bottom. And I'm like, Lee, I don't care. We're going. I was like, I don't care if we have to leave this here in a shop. And we, I mean, you know, we cab back to, you know, a town that has a rental car place. We rent a car, we go, and then we come back and pick up the car later. I don't care. And it turned out there's a shop attached to this SO. And I was like, are you joking me? Like since when does that happen? So Lee runs inside. They tell him they're closed. It's four 30. They're done. I'm outside talking to another guy. Lee comes back and I'm pulling into the middle bay and he's like, they're closed. I'm like, this guy's taking us in. He had us in, in and out of there an hour, like in an hour for 94 yeah. bucks. And I was just so blown away. Like everything in the universe was like, you guys need to go. And we, and we just, you know, we just went for it. Well, I commend both of you for, for doing it because there's a lot of people that shouldn't show up there. And I'm one of those people. <laughs> if, if there's one guy or one girl there, that's the wrong person. It goes sideways quick. Yeah, and that's there's there's a couple guys that we we mentioned here, um, Big Bear uh, and the Viking. Yeah, Yeah, you guys, that's what you guys will know them on TikTok as, right? Um, I mean, these were probably the right guys to be there, to be honest. And if you want to talk about leaders of a convoy, it would be these guys because they did they did all the things right. They weren't trying to make this political about their own self. They weren't trying to do anything other than show love and appreciation. I can't even speak it. 
Like they, they literally big bear himself. And he's a big guy. I'm telling you, you'd even think he's a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, big guy. and, but he's got the biggest heart too. Most big guys do. And that's the thing is he just showed this love to them. And even one guy at one point just kind of like went up and hugged him. Like one police officer hugged him. And then you see his hand or whisper something in his ear. 30 seconds later, not even kidding. This is on his TikTok. 30 seconds so later, weird. the police officer collapses. Just, he's out. Just wow. dropped. It was the weirdest thing ever. We so were like, what just happened? What do you, what do you think a media is going to try to do with something like that? Or, and in our opinion, I'm, we think of this just, just weird, right? Like, why would this guy just collapse after showing some guy love right like here's some appreciation thank you like big bear just talked to him and this yeah. guy just opened up and hugged this it was, guy it was really sweet and then handler comes whispers something in his ear and drops well he's got a big theory around that i do and it's crazy but to be honest um that's why i call these two the leaders there is because they showed so much love that it even like cracked the other side it was something right and that's all they needed wow. and realistically this that little that little part right there it's already, we see this happening in Calgary now, right? It's already made its way across. We, You were talking about Biden earlier. It's already made its way across down there too, right? It's it's already made its way all over the world. It's crazy, right? So if we don't speak about what's happening here, we're next to Australia. We exactly. might as well just move in. Exactly. Um, I have I have an instant theory on that and that it's probably something to do with getting something on videotape that they can use later. Um, mm-hmm. that, w- that would be my instant theory on it, mm-hmm. but it's a good thing that it's on a TikTok, and many, many yeah. people have seen it already and have taken the video and recorded it. So whatever, which way they want to spin it, they're going to get caught. So let me get the story straight. So the guy, the officer hugs big bear and another officer comes up behind him and says something to him. Yeah. My, ins- so my this instant- is like probably 30 seconds later after he hugs him. Yeah. And 30 seconds later, he just like, Drops. My instant idea is that guy told him, if you don't do something right now that we can get on camera where we can flip that into something else, you're friggin' fired. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. And that's what, that's what I was, th- I have a different theory on that one, but it's more uh, for a different type of podcast. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, if it gets um, into some biblical stuff, that's fine with me. It's, it's not okay. We can get into that. But my theory is simply that, um, and, and here's the thing. These people that came in and took the place of the Ottawa police, the ones that did the night shift, let's call it, um, they they did not have the ability to understand what they were doing. They just did what they were told. Yeah. Right. So you, it's like a child warrior in Uganda. They they or or whatever. Sorry, I don't even know the right place, but over across seas in Africa, they would raise children to become these warriors, and they wouldn't know love. They wouldn't know peace. They wouldn't know any of this. They just know war. Right. And it was like the first time these guys have ever met it and gotten it. Right. And these guys are all going to be, you know, waxed. Um, and uh, I honestly think it was just that you're going to get shut off. I screwed up. Yeah. Hey. Uh, you got right? on off switch. I get it. Yeah. That's what he was talking about. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, honestly, we don't know what's going into these things. Why are you asking 75 years to, to release just the beginning parts of it? Um, well, you're already trying to funnel us into synthetic meats and beefs and foods and stuff like you can feed us through a tube. Why, why are you taking away all my experiences? I love experience. Exactly. I'm an experiential guy. You're taking all of that away to give me what a pod. Yeah. I don't need it. Well, what, what a lot of people don't understand, like, because all the provinces are open, like essentially everything's dropped except federal. Like, Oh, it's over. Mm-hmm. It's just the beginning. This isn't even close to even starting. Yeah. 
This is just the beginning. Everybody's got to go watch that TV CPAC. Everybody, everybody in Canada has it on their TV. You got to watch these legislation things because they're invoking, they're trying to invoke bills and, and, and new laws that I, I, like they take away our, our, our cards. We don't have cards anymore. Mm -hmm. It's all digital. It goes through the yeah. bank, but if you don't know what's all coming up on these digital IDs, it's insane. Wow. And what they can take away from you if you're not a, a good little citizen, right? Yeah. On your ID, there, there's no escaping it, you guys. They're going to know everything about you because everything is going to be connected to this digital ID. It's not just going to be your birthday and your photo and, you know, where you live. It's going to be your medical data. It's going to be your criminal records. It's going to be all kinds of other things, your taxes. They're going to tie everything into one nice little package, but they're going to know everything about you yeah. from simply scanning your phone. And it's not a good thing, no, right? <laughs> Very it's, bad. It's just, it's just not. And there's so much stuff secretly happening behind the scenes that they don't want anybody to know about. This whole thing with Justin Trudeau, you know, the Liberals now forming a coalition and whatnot with the NDP um, so he can stay in power until 2025. That's not a good thing. Like, that's not a good thing because now they have the ability to move things through much quicker with much less um, resistance. Well, right? so first question that comes to mind is what kind of a weasel is Jabmeet Singh? Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's. Okay, the I, I don't know if there's that we'd have to do that ourselves, man. We'd have to do a, diagnose that species and create it because jagmeat is a whole different species of weasel. Like this is ridiculous. Um, and in all honesty, this is premeditated. That's exactly what this is. This has been premeditated for years, right? So it doesn't matter which weasel is in which play. You have to look at the leader of it, and the guy is a director. He's an actor. He knows how to go through this. He's read The Art of War. Like, he understands all of these things. We don't give him enough credit. He's not stupid. He just does dumb things because he doesn't care. He doesn't think about anybody else but himself. Everybody right? needs to go. I'll put the link to the book because everybody, do not buy this book. I will give you a free link in the, the bio of this show. But everybody needs to read the book, The Great Reset, because yes. it is coming yes. out word by word right now they've they give you the plan klaus schwab yeah. gave you the plan right yes. in front of your face yes i'm glad you brought it up i wasn't sure if i should bring it up <laughs> um yeah no you guys they're they're very open they have to tell you what it is that they plan to do to move forward and in this book the great reset that tanner's talking about they lay out everything and they're pushing forward as quickly and as fiercely as they can so you know jagme and trudeau they're all part of you know the young global leaders, like they were already put into position by the World Economic Forum, they have the same agenda. So it might look like you're voting for somebody different, but realistically, if they can't get what they want as a single, exactly. when when the time comes down to it, they're just going to come together like they have because they have the same agenda, right? So there's a whole lot of that going on, um, a whole lot you know, going on behind the scenes that they do very cowardly and in the silence and in the shadows while we're preoccupied with all these other things going on. And, and you were speaking about, you know, Nazis in world war two and then being strategically placed in prominent positions around the world in Ukraine and all this stuff. Uh, and then you look at Christia Freeland, oh. her grandfather was, was a Nazi. And I'm like, this is our, our, our financial minister in Canada. Like there is a whole lot more moving here. And, you know, Klaus Schwab is proudly saying he's proud of, you know, the world, World Economic Forum, he's proud of our young global leaders like Justin Trudeau. We've infiltrated, this is what he says in a video, 
more than 50% of the cabinet in Canada. Yeah. So, you know, these people have been placed, you guys. This is happening on a global scale. And there's a small fringe minority who's really trying to help wake people up and fight against this. Oh, Christia Freeland's grandfather was a Nazi propagandist in Poland um, who reported directly to Klaus, Klaus Schwab's father, who yeah. was a high-ranking Nazi general or, or something along those lines. But it, I, I just I, – I hate how everything always comes back to Nazis. We need a new word for it. Like just call them morons or something. I, I, uh, yeah, that's better. Because as soon as you start start saying Nazis, you're, it's a conspiracy theory and the, they, they were wiped out. Folks, if you do some research, they're literally still here. Yeah. They, they're just – and the funny thing is, is um, they're playing this waiting game with us, which I really laugh at because I'm like, man – Many, many, many have come before you. Many, many, many have just died the same way. Right. You know what? We can wait you out. The the Nazi thing is funny to me because it, it all it, it all seems so much familiar to the Illuminati, where they would infl- yeah. infiltrate, right? You know, oh my goodness! <laughs> like, are the no, Nazis it's, it's for real? Are the are the Nazis the Illuminati? I I honestly believe it's all part of the same thing. Like, I mean. I mean, there's a lot of things I've researched and looked into. There's, you know, videos that have been leaked by people in Hollywood having conversations about, you know, becoming, um, what's it called when you, when you enter into a society, you have to become, um, what is that word? Initiated. You have to become initiated and all these weird things that take place and happen. So you could enter into these, you know, elite positions, um, and I truly believe that they're all tied in. I, I'm still, yeah, I truly believe that they're all tied in together and it's all, it's all one and the same. Well, like, you know, yeah, very much. Could be Illuminati, could be Nazi. I just, evil is a good word for it. I think evil people is probably the best. It's just, yeah. it's fun when you can go back and you watch movies like Demolition Man or V for Vendetta mm-hmm. or anything like mm-hmm. that. Any, anything like those movies, they're all coming true now. Yeah. 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 Well, even Ready Player One. Yeah. God, that movie's awesome. Um, I feel like they do. They film and they drop hints and, and just kind of sort of they, they write about what things that are happening in the world, maybe on a different scale, or maybe they're a little more covered up. But just the way they live in that movie, they're all in virtual reality, they're all in headsets, they all live in trailers. They literally own nothing and are happy, right? Just like the World Economic Forum says, the Great Reset, you will own nothing and you will be happy. And in this movie, but there's a few small people that they're not happy. They're out to, you know, to find the key. They're out to find the truth. They're out to wake people up. And yeah, they... that's the fringe minority. Yeah. <laughs> that's the truckers. <laughs> that's the convoy, guys. Well, you can't make this stuff up. You think that these these movie directors have, or the, or the people that write these movies, just have the imagination to come up with this stuff? No. no they know so, what... yes and no. Yes and no. I, I, I will talk on that one. You can speak to that, that point. <laughs> <laughs> I love movies, man. Like acting is the big thing that I've done all the way through. So I've, I've researched that just like she researched this. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, there's some that are just true geniuses, but their stories still are not their own. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think of one named James Cameron like that, right? Everyone's all over this Avatar thing. That was his very first movie he ever wrote is what it's called. So if that was the very first one he ever had and he did Titanic, the only reason he didn't film that stuff is because the technology wasn't around. Yeah. So he had to create the technology to do so. And don't get me wrong. I just think that all of this stuff has been given to certain people in order to put out in a, in a specific way. Now, it's, it's, that's the, the biblical sense of 
God works in mysterious ways, movies will tell us a lot of things. So will video games. Even if they were designed to distract us, they've actually turned into a, an information piece subliminally to us. I can't even speak. Well, subliminally. Yeah. Well, and also to indoctrinate you in the world where you honestly believe it's just in a movie. Yeah. It only exists in a game. Oh, it's not, oh it doesn't the happen. zombies are coming? Well, video games prepared me for this. Oh, well, you can make an analogy about The Walking Dead and what's going on right now. Yeah, true. Yeah, so, but that is very true because people's minds are definitely not in the game. That's for sure. Well, it's just fascinating how the story's already been told, and we're literally living it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know what though? I mean, I I, I do have it, up until two years ago. I'm ashamed to say that I was the person who literally looked at headlines on mainstream media, saw the headline, was like, okay, that's enough for me, and move forward with that information in my brain. Um, and that was enough for me. And it took me, you know, a pandemic to understand there was something not clean and not right and dishonest moving here. And so I, I can understand how people can get wrapped up in that and trapped in that and and consumed by it. But at some point, you guys, at some point. Um, we need to reach a space where we can come together and we can understand that there's, you know, it's not all honest and it's not something you can follow as a whole independently solo. And that's it. Like you have to critically think you have to use your brain. You guys, human beings are so incredible. They're intellectual. We just need to use what God gave us. Right. So we're hyper intelligent people. We need to learn to critically think and to look outside what's being fed to us and really just seek something bigger. Well, if you take a, a, a stroll through history and you go back and you actually think, what was the last badass generation that we had come out? It was World War II. The, anybody, that generation that was involved in World War II, that was the last badass generation. And then there was a yeah. plan rolled out where TV became a staple in every household. And it was, watch this, watch this, and we'll tell you everything that's going on. Don't worry, the government's got your back. And then they made a mistake with Gen Xers and the beginning of Millennials because parents said, get your ass outside and use your imagination. Yeah. That's where critical thinking comes from is actually turning off the TV, putting the cell phone down, not plugging into the friggin' metaverse and going outside and figuring it out. Yeah. Now, that generation is the generation right now that's standing up. The generation before that, where you're 50 to 60 years old, they're the ones that are sitting there. Oh, what are they saying on global news today? Oh, it's got to be something bad. We better tune in and see and see what, what Justin Trudeau is doing to help us. Yeah. Nobody's gotta, helping you. Yeah. We got to use to, uh, we got we to gotta learn to uh, use what they give us. So, you know, use it to the betterment of humanity so they gave the mainstream cool keep up to date with mainstream whatever just mm-hmm. just don't believe everything you read just just know that they're telling you what their agenda is what their narrative is what their next step is that's what mainstream media is good for right you get to understand where they're coming from where they, where they want you to think and then you need to look outside that and beyond that i mean there's a time and a place and there's good use for the metaverse we just need to learn to utilize it um not in a way that's going to put us to sleep but in a way that's going to help us wake up mm-hmm. You have to remember, these things aren't toys. Yeah. These are literal weapons that they've put in your hand and telling you to use it, but they're telling you the way to use it. This yes. is a weapon. It's just as good as a gun. You can arm yourself with it or you cannot. It's just a choice that everybody has to make. 
Yeah. Love that. No, that's really good, Tanner. That's really, really good. Because yeah. th- this war isn't going to be fought with guns and, and, and punches to the face. It's going to be fought by the word of mouth and the information that we put out there into the universe and however many people are going to see it. Yeah. yeah, there's people and out that was, there that have been doing it for 28 years. His name's Alex Jones. Now, yes. people are going to tell me to put my damn tinfoil hat on right now. Tell me <laughs> how wrong he's been in the last 28 years. He's got a 98% accuracy. Tucker Carlson on Fox News. Watch him. Joe Rogan. Watch him. See what he's putting yeah. out there. Dr. Peter McCullough. Dr. Um, what's the other one? David David Martin. He's good. What's the other one? Um, he was on Joe Rogan's Yeden. podcast too. Eden. Um, Why? Z. Why oh, Zelenko. He's good. There's what? Dr. Eden. There's uh, McCullough. There's Martin. There's, I mean, there's. Two- oh, I, I know the one you're talking about, but I, I don't have his name. He's got the gray, um, gray beard. Damn it. He was involved in the, the early stages of the mRNA technology. Why Robert Malone. Malone. That's it. That guy's a genius. Yeah. yeah. All of these people that were just named have been canceled on everything. Yeah. Even even look up Christopher Key. Like that guy is doing some crazy things down south. Crazy things, right? But they are they are not as crazy as you think because they're actually out there to help people. Yeah. You're a, you're a movie. You're a movie guy. Whatever happened to Michael Moore? Bowling for Columbine, that guy. Oh man, I can give you some stuff that would that would turn your stomach. I, I will definitely send it to you. Send it to um, me. I want to know because he, yeah, he, Michael Moore, I, he, he's still out there. He's just doing his own thing right now. He's trying to film more things. But in all honesty, I can consider that guy a paid actor, and I call them okay. bad actors. He's bad then. I, I, some of his stuff, bullying for Columbine, I thought was on point. You, you, you're fed you're fed on purpose right yep. two words distraction or direction if you're confused with one of them good i've got you where i need you to go because you're not following desire that's very true now i'm gonna so let do... me give you something true that's a direction right i'm gonna do a little plug for alex jones here today um they are fighting so many things on so many fronts with the uh just all the legal battles that uh, Alex Jones and Owen Schroer are tied up in. So everybody go over to InfoWarsStore.com, make a purchase. They're not asking for a million dollars for things, like $27 for some vitamin D drops. or Go make a purchase. Buy a T-shirt. They're like 15 bucks. They're cheap. But support them because that guy's been out there doing work for so long. And like now you talk to a lot of people. They're like, oh, crap. Maybe they were turning the frogs gay. There is seriously, um, it's people like him. We need more of in the world. There are people that I thought were never going to wake up, never. And then for the first time the other day, somebody was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm sick and I'm at home and I'm going through the rabbit hole of you know the Great Reset and all the things." And I never thought this guy would ever look up anything. Um, so people are slowly starting to come around. That's because of people like Alex Jones. That's because people don't give up. They don't quit. They keep moving forward. They get, you know, they get slandered and they, and they get, you know, screamed at and they get told, you know, the whole, all the media is telling people that they're nuts when realistically they're one of the only sane people out there. Right. So Uh, appreciate you. People, people always ask me, what can they watch on mainstream media that is relatively close 
and there's not a lot. Um, Fox News, there are certain people on Fox News that get it right. Tucker Carlson's one. Um, I do enjoy that Laura Ingram because she can say whatever she wants. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I would say I would say if anybody were to ask you about mainstream media or even watching anything in general, is you have to realize in order for this to work, there has to be a lot of truth sprinkled into it, yeah. right? So even if they're telling the truth and you like them, just again, you have to be the one to critically think. Even yeah. if you've loved them all your life, and your mother comes up to you one day and she tells you, "Hun, I had this dream and I need you to jump off this bridge right now." With no, no, I'm keeping the parachute. I just need you to jump. Yeah, right. You're not going to sit there one day and be like, "You know what? I've watched you for years, and I'm just going to continue trusting you." Like you have to think critically on your own, right? If not, if you're going to trust your mom, don't get me wrong. I, I say love her and trust her, right? <laughs> She's your mom. She had yeah. that dream. Jump, but. <laughs> but take take the parachute grab the parachute it's like no mom i'm taking that okay thanks right she's your mom look look first do something to keep yourself safe actually be critical about it it doesn't matter who you watch i don't care if you want to watch straight family guy i don't care if you want to watch straight cartoons all day long or if you're going to watch straight global tv all day long right do your own research afterwards still find what entertains you great become an alex jones yeah Become Alex, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Become a Tanner, right? Well, wow. uh, we wouldn't have known this. You wouldn't have known this. We'd all be sitting here dumbfounded because if he didn't put it out, we wouldn't have the ability to go. No, you're wrong. Look at this. Oh, he's the general of this whole thing. He he started yeah. it all. But uh, I read an interesting post the other day, and it was about uh, family. It was blood doesn't always make you family. Yeah, and it, it it's very true though because. Family members aren't always going to agree with everything that you say. And some of the biggest arguments people are going to come into contact with are going to be family. Yeah. And it doesn't make you a bad person to cut out toxicity out of your life. And if a family member is toxic, it's not bad to cut it out. It doesn't mean that they won't wake up at some point down in the future, but to, to be able to fight all these things on all these fronts, you need to be around people of like mind. And if you have constant seeds of doubt being put in you from all these other sources, whether it be friends, family, or acquaintances, you need to cut it out now. Well, this is why it's so important, regardless of where your friends, your family stand, mm-hmm. for us even just to speak on another narrative, for, for us to even speak, you know, plant a different seed so people have something else rather than what's being basically stuffed down their throat these days. But it is true. Throughout all of this, you guys, people have been... We met so much family on this trip. Yeah, yeah we met a lot of family on this trip. And there's been a lot of people who have been torn from their families who they don't want them to come to Christmas. They shouldn't come to Christmas because they're not wax. They shouldn't do this because they're not, you know, whatever. Um, people who have been completely segregated because of what is going on in the world. So... It is true. I mean, I feel very fortunate for my family. I feel um, we have different opinions, but we still stand together. But there are a lot of families who don't. There are a lot of families who do not stand together. They no longer stand together. And they've they've been completely torn apart and separated due to everything happening in the world. At the start of all of this, I called it a class war because that's what it was. And that's what it still is, is you're you're trying to separate your lower and your, your upper class to the point where there's no differentiation. There's no middle. It's gone. Um, and you either do what we tell you or you pay enough to do what you want. Yeah. Well, I read something a couple months ago that bothered me a lot, and it was actually from a family member, and I got into it with them on Facebook about it. And they said that every store should have a sign, no shirt, no shoes, no mask, no vax, no service. 
And I said, you're just creating a whole new second class citizen. We've created the mm-hmm. new the new racist thing. Unvaccinated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you're black, white, purple, brown. It doesn't matter if you're unvaxxed. You're the second class now. You stay over there. You yeah. can't come in my store. Well, that's exactly it. There, uh, there was another sign on a door the other day that read, "We don't hire the unvaccinated. Go home." And I was like, "Wow, like that's a pretty bold statement to make, especially because those who are not, um, they're trying really hard to keep everybody safe, to keep you safe, regardless of if you know it or not, right?" But um, yeah, then you see people with signs up. It's true. They've completely divided two, two, you know, two different classes of citizens. And you see people running around with, with signs saying, gas the unvaxxed. Did you ever see that woman running around with the sign? With, they, had, they had anti-protests, which never made any sense to me. I'm like, how do, you, how do you be an anti-protester? You're protesting the protest, which to me makes, you know, the whole lack of brain cells, in my opinion. And they were running around with, um, you know, signs that were like gas the unvax the unvax should die and all these signs that i was just blown away and i'm like how have we gotten to a point where we feel that it's okay to speak to one another like this right because there's there's there should be no division we've we've gone to this in history in other you know in all forms of races and religions and all these things and how have we not learned about this by now you have people standing up for black lives matters and oh that's all right Text message. <laughs> black, yeah, so for Black Lives Matters and all and all these things that are powerful in their minds and in their hearts that, that they hold near and dear. I wouldn't even get started on, on, on that. Um, but then if that even if that were sincere, even if BLM did come from a very solid, sincere, clean place, you're then turning your back on the entire idea and just doing it all over again with a different, a different aspect in a different, a different space, right? So yeah, it does blow my mind how um, division comes in many ways, shapes, and forms, and how a lot of people just haven't learned from that. Now, the the ultimate oxymoron that I've seen out of this whole thing was uh, Justin Trudeau jumps on a plane, flies over to India to uh, participate in a trucker convoy. Yeah, <laughs> and they told him to get lost. You yeah. I didn't see that. Are you joking? <laughs> they told him to get lost. So, like, this is the second time that Justin Trudeau has interfered in our business. Yeah. Wow! And then he he wants to participate in a trucker convoy, and he he applauds it and lets go. But at home, yeah. the trucker convoy that can't happen here. No, no, he uh, he's reading straight out of the Great Reset, in my yeah. opinion. Um, and like he has he has three daddies to appeal to in that case, right? And that's that's what he's trying to do is he's trying to finish the work that Trudeau daddy uh, finished or started way back when. Yep. Uh, he's taking on his new daddy persona that everyone's calling him as Castro Jr. Yep. And he's trying to appease the only daddy he actually ever had, which is Klaus Schwab. Well, Klaus Schwab went public. It's on my Instagram, guys. You guys can go watch it, where he says that Justin Trudeau is the model of the new leader for the world. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Trudeau responded talking about how Canada is a, a great place of, you know, to start over and all these things. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay. It's it's ridiculous. Here's a, guys, here's a here's a question for you guys. When did the Conservative Party become the People's Party? The PPC. Oh. Okay, so um, okay, I, I, I'm not even sure if you're joking or like what's going on here. I was going to give you a history on them. <laughs> oh well, what did when did the Conservative Party become the party of the people? 
Okay, I thought you meant like actual no, PPC. Like that, that Bernier guy, he needs to go yeah. back home too because he's a part of the the World Economic Forum. He's a graduate. Really? Yeah, he can leave. Really? Yeah, research that they, guy. They, they all are. They all are. Every last, okay, and everyone thinks that they're safe on all the social medias too. You, you're, you're talking about Google. You're talking about Zuckerberg, the most monitoring places on the planet, right? If you got a phone, you're being monitored. Simple as yeah. that. I don't care. Right, they already have your data. Your digital ID is just as real as your straw man. Let me put it that way. Right, so, um, but like it's a Telegram. Everyone's like, I'm safe on Telegram. Well, look at the CEO of Telegram. He's also a graduate of West. None of it's safe. There's only one social media platform where I know everybody can go and be safe, and that's called Friendezvous by Chris Sky. That's by a Chris Sky. Yeah. So then, how do you feel, if I may, um, about Truth Social? I'm a Donald Trump fan. Um, I think the world would be a very different place if they didn't steal the election from Donald Trump and and put the puppet Joe Biden in that dehydrated piece of beef jerky. (laughs) Oh, man, does he look terrible. Donald Trump is not perfect. Yeah. Nobody on the planet is, and he's going to make mistakes. The vaccines was a mistake. Was it impressive that he could roll something out like that in nine months? Yeah, real impressive. But at the end of the day, I think that Donald Trump might be the guy that can end a lot of this crap, especially the war in Ukraine. That would have never happened if Donald Trump was in office. He had Putin in his place, and he knew what was going to happen if he screwed around. Um yeah. If scientists and doctors had have brought actual facts to Donald Trump and said, hey, this is killing people, he's going to stop it right now. Donald yeah. Trump is a patriot for his, for his country, and I think he could be a world patriot if given the right opportunity. Yeah, I, I agree on that one there. Um, I, that's why the only one I'm doing right now is TikTok is because technically, I mean, Donald Trump doesn't own it himself, but he owns a lot of shares and companies that own TikTok. Yeah. Well, I'm kicked off of TikTok, so Donald Trump, if you got some swing, give me my friggin' TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you went that far. You got kicked off of TikTok. Wow. Um, so I had a TikTok account for like probably two years. I never used it. I started yeah. using it for two weeks. I got up to 2,000 followers. I was averaging 30,000 views on every video I post, and they're like, nope, you're gone. <laughs> yeah. No Get way. Out of here. No, there, yeah. was, there was no, there was no like – there was no baseball thing with them either. Three strikes and you're out. I got one strike and I was gone. Oh, oh yeah, wow. they're done. They're they're quick with that because that's yeah, that's funny. I mean, again, like we said, nothing is really safe, right? You even got uh, what's Elon Musk's new app, Signal, yeah. right? Now you're just like now you're just like okay, at least I. It's like the devil you know kind of thing, right? Who you picking? Well, so that's why when you said these are weapons, I yeah. love that, right? Sword axe whatever you want to call it man it's it's used as you use it and i I will use every single one of their weapons until they Mm -hmm. decide that they're gonna boot me off and then i'll go and then i'll go rogue it it, it is what it is like youtube has given me like zero chances at this point i am gonna put this show on youtube and they're gonna boot me off again guaranteed but i'm I'm still gonna put it on there fuck it why not what, what's the worst? Well, we must. Gonna, we the, must use what they give us. What's period. The, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to kick me off after an hour. At least somebody that, saw it. It's going to go on Rumble, and they're not going to pull it. And that's what I was going to say: is even going rogue, it's not really rogue anymore because you have independent media now, 
right? And that's exactly the way to go is independent media. There's one big one that people are overlooking called Theta, theta Theta.tv or or Theta uh, Token Theta Network. Like go and look into that. That's going to be your streaming service, right? Right there. Um, even, Even YouTube will change because they're just Google and Google... If you look them up, they have the most uh, pull when it comes to purchasing companies around the world because they find any company out there doing some crazy stuff and they're like, nah, we need to have that because the moral aspect of what this can do is crazy. Well, I'm right in the middle of waiting on approval from uh, the illustrious InfoWars Bandot video. Oh, really? Yeah. So I just need approval for that and we're going on there. Fuck it. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. But you, are you touching on, uh, sorry, you touched on Trump and then the Ukraine saying it would never have gone down because he knew better. He knew about how to handle Putin and, you know, what Putin needed and what the world needed and how to keep that balance and that respect. Um, and, you know, back in 97, Biden had publicly stated, even on video, that, you know, if they had moved, the only thing that would cause a violent reaction or disruption between themselves and Russia would be if they moved the Baltic states, you know, if they moved NATO um, further east into the Baltic states, he he already knew that, and then they chose to continue to move NATO east, um, and that's obviously why Russia responded. So I'm laughing, going, "You've already stated this over 20 years ago, yet we made that decision to just continue east, which you knew would disrupt that balance." Yeah. Wow. There's but. some very very bad things that are going to happen here in the in the very near future. I I feel. Um, Joe Biden's on his way out. He says way too many dumb things on national TV that the White House has to retract. They just did yeah. it the other day with the with the war stuff. Um, and interestingly enough, a couple months ago, Hillary Clinton came out of the woodwork. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Here's what we're looking at probably is Kamala Harris will be put into the pres- presidential yeah. position and Hillary Clinton will be put into the vice president area. And then we are in so much trouble so much trouble because those two combined don't make up half of a molecule of a brain cell and uh they're both completely insane yeah they have um some pretty yeah some pretty evil agendas that's for sure hillary's trying to run for presidency in 2024 i i don't know if that's if that's going to happen but Lord help us. I really like, you know, they're going to do everything in their power to try to make her succeed at this point. It was like an anomaly last time that Trump won. Yeah. <laughs> they, they really did not think that was going to happen. And he got into power, man. He he did a lot of good while he was in power. Um, back then, I couldn't appreciate it because I was following mainstream media and I thought he was nuts. Yeah. Um, now that I'm looking deeper into a lot of things, uh, my opinion is definitely different today. Yeah. Can we get Donald Trump's Twitter back, though? Because it was hilarious. <laughs> That would, yeah, that would be amazing. I think, like, we like Donald Trump for Twitter just because, like, we work in some markets, and whenever he tweeted, we'd just wait yeah. and just be like, "All right, Donald's on it, let's go." And you would just like go and make a button. No one's gonna understand. It's a bunch of pips in the market because you're just doing it based off of his tweets. It was hilarious. He, I remember the time he he literally tweeted, "I have COVID," and it dropped you as thirty by like. 600 pips just yeah. like shot down in like two minutes i was like what just happened someone's like trump tweeted yeah i was like oh my god so, but you can make money on the way up and the way down right so he was hilarious whoever took his twitter seriously one you're an idiot yeah <laughs> and two like donald trump's hilarious he, I, yeah he, he is, is yeah well i mean we were actually trying to get uh to even see him in person right like we on our trip here she just went and reached out to everybody that she was seeing was doing something right and that's why we met so many people along the way and that's why when we got there 
Um, I mean, they were they're they're very protective of their camps too, right? Because they've just been trampled all over. They've they've been made out to be the the if you watch the newest Spider Man, they've been made out to be the bad guy in this situation, right? By all the people. Yep. So in that local area, that's what you got, right? It was even worse when you got closer, not even abroad. So they they were very protective about all of that and letting us be able to come in and go and speak with them and actually check out. We even went and checked out the aftermath of it all, right? And, and there was cops still everywhere from all over Canada placed up in every single spot. You walked to the memorial, the veterans memorial and a police officer would literally roll his truck right up in front of the memorial. Just being like, who are these people? Why are they here? It's like, everything's been shut down. You've allowed people to walk through, right? Why are you still so like, what are you waiting for? And there's, and that's why he was saying afterwards, I'll, I'll hold on to these emergency powers. You know, just <laughs> Oh, I'm like, you don't have any. They're so easily invoked now too, with uh, yeah, with uh, J- Jabmeet Singh and, and Trudeau teaming up. Like, I don't yeah. know well, what, keep- what's going to happen. I have no idea what's going to happen now because the federal mandates aren't going anywhere. Behind the scenes, they're trying to put um, in the labor law that mandate or the vaccinations are essential for all workers. So are we all just going to get this, this damn thing? And after, at some point we're all going to turn into cyborgs. I have no idea. Oh my gosh. And, and Tanner, off, honestly, man. uh, Bill Gates is coming to BC here on the 10th. Oh, I hope so. I don't know why him. he's coming. I don't know what is going on. I don't like the idea of him coming here. He just released his new book, surviving the pan- a pandemic or something <laughs> along those lines, basically stating, you know, so we can get through the next one. They're already stating there's going to be a next pandemic. And I'm just looking at this thinking, First off, you're not welcome in our country. Like no. I, don't, I don't want you here. Um, and you know anything that follows from from him visiting, it can't it can't be good. But um, they're trying to get they're trying to get uh, um, approval. The World Health Organization to be able to sign. It's like a contract or some type of legal document with 190 countries, or or maybe they said 90. I have to go and actually find it again. But what they want to do is they want to implement emergency powers through the World Health Organization should another pandemic arise. Hence, Bill Gates coming or saying the next one's coming. Um, we need to eat synthetic beef and meat and all this stuff and survive this. And, but what they want is they want to give them the powers to override our human rights. So they're basically like the emergency use, basically gives them the emergency use. They have all say us how to handle people and how, how to handle all the laws and all the mandates and everything that comes through should a pandemic arise. Not just on one country. And they're trying to do this very quietly because not a lot of people know about it. But if you guys just look it up, it is out there. And the more countries that join in on this, the better for them, the worse for us. So just be aware, we must say no to this kind of stuff. They cannot have control over our human rights should another pandemic arise. Yeah. And if that's the one thing that the truckers proved this time, was the only thing that's going to stop this is, you know, as Chris Guy would say, uh, united non-compliance. That is the only thing that's going to stop this is for everybody to say no. And it's not like a unanimous decision. We just need more. Look look what our small fringe did the first time. What would have happened if all of this rolled out and nobody ever listened? No one went and and went to, you know, to get their shots. No one did anything. What would they have done? Yeah. (laughs) Nothing. If everybody just says no, what can they do? They can't shut companies down. They can't do. No. They can't shut the food process down. They can't shut the gas industry down. They can't shut the energy industry down. What do you do? 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, we'll try again next week. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we'll ask you again. Be yeah. But there's there's a war going on. So can we do it now? It, it was you know. very strategic on their behalf, though. I, I got to give them credit because it was super strategic. Hey, guys, um, if you want to go outside or, or to a store, you're going to have to put a mask on, okay? All right, no big deal. We'll put a mask on. Well, yeah. everybody's still getting sick, uh, so we got these shots. Uh, you want to try one? Okay. Yeah. Hey, actually, we'll, 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 in some states, we'll give you a joint. We'll give you a beer. We'll put you on a lottery. We'll trade a blowjob. Yep. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. Well, they also started making crack pipes for black people. Yep. Oh, I to, no, it was to it was to um equalize for races. And I thought, what does that even mean? To to bring equality? So you're gonna give crack pipes out to wow, yeah, because Trudeau's right. even talking about they were looking into um making like hard drugs legal such as meth and coke and crack and all these things and i was like what good make them legal it, it takes a mm -hmm. whole industry out yeah yeah legalize them i i don't care what you do with it if you want to do it go ahead i i don't tell anybody what to do with their own personal body if you want to run your face into that wall go ahead i'll watch mm -hmm. i'll probably record it i'll watch damn right i will it's going to go on instagram yeah, but yeah. if you, uh, I'm not telling anybody not to get a shot. If you do the research and you personally feel that that's the best thing for you, go ahead. Like, mm -hmm. that, if you do your research and, and somebody else is telling you something different, maybe be open to other people's research. Just be open. And if you can find their science, their actual science, and then, then let me know because I'd love to see it. Well, I said this on my last podcast the trust the science what's the definition of science question to question science it's an experiment yeah so do you want to be an experiment no we want the result and the conclusion of the experiment yeah so trust the conclusion we don't have it yet what's the what's the conclusion that we have so far one vaccines don't work two masks don't work Three, COVID mutated down to a cold. Yeah. And Four, nine pages of adverse reactions. That's okay. So let's, let's get into the nitty gritty of that. It was mm -hmm. nine pages of side effects that were of note. So okay. what's the other side effects? How long mm -hmm. is that list? Is the, is the list 55,000 pages? Is the list... Well, do you, do you look at the, the number that they asked for, 75 years? Uh, Haley pointed it out. This is actually a good number in the way that they've used that between wars, 75 years between wars. Yep. Um, and then at the same time, if it gives you 75 years, you look at that in any research experiment that is long-term, they need a lifetime, right? You need a full lifetime in order to finish this research and do this research. So there's been studies on twins. There's been studies on hair colors that are still going today. There's, there's sleep studies that they have participants that started when they were five. Yeah. Right. And, and some of them are now 76. Right. So this, it, this is a massive experiment, a massive experiment. And these guys to go and roll in there saying, we are not taking part of this. The worst part about this in my situation, like in my memory and my whole being of this, when I talk about this years from now is the fact that he did not come out and talk to them. 
In fact, he rubbed it in their faces and said, I will only talk to you if you get vaxxed. There's a couple truckers there who were. So why didn't you talk to them? Well, he ran away to start with. He like jumped on a plane and went to BC. Yeah. Yeah. Tofino. The opposite end of the country. Yeah, he went surfing. Moron. Yeah. But if you guys go to the VAERS report, so back in the day, uh, yeah. they tried to roll out a vaccine for AIDS. 50 people, yes. 50 people so died, bad. right? Yeah. 50 people died. They kiboshed it. If you go mm-hmm. to the VAERS report, the last time I looked was probably a month and a half ago. We have 121,000 people that have died from this vaccine. Why isn't it taken off the shelf? Yeah. We that, have, that's just in the U.S. That's just the U.S. So why why hasn't it have why hasn't it been kiboshed? There's nine pages of side effects of note, which come down to having heart attacks. You get all kinds of herpes that I've never even heard of. Yeah, there you know there's autoimmune diseases, cancers there, and and this is this is even outside of death. So in the first ninety days, they had like one thousand two hundred twenty three deaths out of forty two thousand people. That's three percent. That's much higher than the death rate of COVID itself. Oh yeah, and but you kibosh an AIDS vaccine after fifty people. And you know, it's it's crazy because you know Anthony Fauci was at the forefront of all of that in the seventies when AIDS like was really at the forefront of everything. Um, and then all of a sudden, he's the one here at the forefront of all of this. And he's still experimenting with AIDS and HIV. He's injecting female hormones into male monkeys because he learned that the female hormone is more susceptible to contracting HIV and AIDS. So now he's experimenting with this. And I was reading an article the other day stating he's not going anywhere until he cures HIV and AIDS. And I thought, what does that have to do with what's happening right now with COVID and a war? But the fact that he's at the forefront of all of this and now Moderna has has stated that they're putting out um, clinical trials with the same mRNA mRNA success you know as successful vaccines is what they had said um, to to deal with HIV. All of a sudden, you know you you, you read about HIV and AIDS everywhere. You can get at home test kits. Mm-hmm. There's a mutant strain over in Europe that, that that's broken out somewhere. We crossed through Saskatchewan on our way to the convoy, you guys. And they're stating, get your at-home test kits today. Prince Harry's like, you need to know your stats. It's become this, this big, you know, thing where they really want to make you aware of HIV and AIDS out of nowhere. It's just come out of nowhere, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just in your face. And then you got Anthony Fauci at the forefront of all of this, stating he's not going anywhere until he cures HIV and AIDS. And then you've got Moderna starting clinical trials using mRNA because they're trying to cure HIV and and and, and treat HIV and AIDS. And I'm like, all of this is like, in my mind, what I'm thinking is, so what, do we infect people? Do we make them sick with all these crazy adverse reactions that they were forced to release? Because Texas, the Texas judge said, You're, you must release this. We need 75 years. No, you need to release this now, 55,000 pages a month. You've got all these adverse reactions, and now there's all this, you know, stuff coming about HIV and AIDS, and they're coming up with new technologies. And in my mind, I'm like, so do you first infect people, and then you try to make them pay for, you know, the cures and the treatments that you come up with afterwards? Because now we're dealing with a bunch of sick people with AIDS and cancer and, you know, and and autoimmune diseases and all these things that that are going to make people reliant on the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. So these are just the kind of things that go through my mind. But I mean, it would be a, a hell of a plan 
um, to make a ton of money, not to mention, you know, there's insurance companies denying people their life insurance because they chose to, to be injected by something that's experimental and that was their choice. There are courts ruling in France, you guys, you can look it up all over the place. People who died from the vaccine, instead they're calling it a suicide. You must get this, oh, but if you if you pass away, it's a suicide, even though we've really left you no choice. So give me a break. We need to look further into this. Yeah, and this, I mean, this is why, like, these guys drove and stood there for so long. It's like, if you're going to deem this a suicide to me and then tell me I have to get it in order to keep my job, I own my truck, Yeah. right? You're just, what, not going to use me? That is that is 100% not what any of this the, that I live in this country. I, I will not stand for that myself as a person who lives here, right? I don't think anybody in the planet should stand for something like that. No. And in fact, I think too many people aren't. And that's the, that was the big problem, right? So these guys showing up there with blaring the horns and everything like that, and we, she knew we had to get out there, be a part of it. These guys need help. Yeah. They do, right? Like A lot of them lost everything inside of this. A lot of them had a lot to give, and they gave it all. Right. Exactly. And that's not being talked about at all, yeah. at all. You know, let's send money. No offense to I, I, the peaceful people and the people who are caught in Ukraine. I give my love and my soul to right now. Right. But nobody's talking about the fact that right here at home, we have a whole new group of homeless people, yep. a whole new class of it. Yeah. Right? Let's the, those, people, those people were making a damn good wage before and now can't afford to pay their mortgage. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they won't get a they won't get the poison death shot. Get the yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Well, guys, we are way past the hour mark. So let's <laughs> wrap this damn thing up. If we got to do a part two, I will one hundred percent do it. Um, if people want to find you guys, where do they find you? Yep. Do you, you go first? So please. you guys, you can find me at Haley underscore Keating on Instagram. I am Haley Keating on Facebook. I'm essentially. Haley Keating or H Keats, H-K-E-A-T-S or H-K-E-A-T-Z with an underscore on essentially every single platform across the board. So do look me up, H-A-I-L-E-Y, Keating, K-E-A-T-I-N-G. I would love to connect with you guys. Solo.to forward slash Haley Keating <laughs> or H Keats. Uh, yeah, and the same thing goes for me. I go by either The Lee Savage or The Savage Lee. You can check out my YouTube. It's Lee Savage Development. Uh, but that's it's kind of getting its own revamp in that way. But, you know, we're starting off in a, a very fun manner because this trip was recorded. So, And most of the people that watch this know where they can find me, at BadGuyTFS on Instagram. Um, you can find me, Tanner Wilshaw, at Facebook, even though I don't go on there much. You can watch the show on YouTube for as long as it'll be up. It'll be on my YouTube page. Or you can go over to Rumble, where I'm new on Rumble. Look up Project Vanguard. And for people that know the name Vanguard, they know that might be a little stick in the side to to the Vanguard Corporation, you evil fuckers. But uh, you can find me there. It's Project Vanguard. Um, I'd like to thank all of my sponsors. On it, Omega, Sovereign Extracts, TKO Beards. I didn't mention them at the beginning of the show. Uh, USG Canada, and I'd like to thank the both of you for taking the time to drive your asses all the way down to a trucker convoy. Um, thank you very much for standing up for our country, and uh, keep doing what you're doing because it makes a difference. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you so much, Tanner. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're out.